You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! Episode 128 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Gordon, live from New York City. And back with me again is the co-host extraordinaire, the Akman. Everyone! Everyone, Akman, how you doing, sir? I'm good, how are you? Soon to be uh, Division Three Turkish football player, perhaps. We'll talk about that a little bit first, maybe. So, how are you doing, man? So you've got some news. We might we might need a new co-host soon, everyone. You gotta you gotta warn us, us all about it. <laughs> Tell us about it. You're you're by the way, you're on these terms. You're welcome to go. We obviously want. We'd way more prefer to have had our co-host become a, prof- a famous professional footballer. Famous, but, sorry, yeah. I'm already I mean, stealing we already got story. Khan, the famous uh, Fudiala Turka That's podcaster. Right. <laughs> oh, come on. We're doing, we're famous <laughs> too. Uh, but so tell us about tell, what's going on. November. Is um, right? Yeah, um, hopefully I'll have some trials lined up uh, and some lower division teams. We'll see where that goes. Uh, so if things go poorly, I will still be here. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Um, uh, things go well, we'll see. Yeah, and at the very least, we'll have some maybe some weird episodes where you're coming live via uh, internet issues from abroad and all that. <laughs> um, but then, yes, I think if you be, if you do indeed make a team, we may have to find a new co-host because that's like a conflict of interest, perhaps. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but so. Moving on, obviously we've got some great news. A season has begun uh, with a bang, you could say. We had to we had to play a very solid team right off the bat. A team that last year's runners up. I was going to say, yeah, that finished in second place in the Turkish Super League last season. So they're fresh off success, uh, and they won the, the the national cup as well. So um, they, they, they got were, the, the Turkish flag on their on their jerseys. We want that. Right. There, that's right. This time around, we're not letting it go. Uh, but so yeah, I think we came in as severe underdogs, actually. Uh, which yeah, I think we're the the betting like people have us as like the fifth favorite for the title. Yeah, exactly. The big, the, you know, the rest of the big four and Bashakshir, so you know, big hating. Yeah, um, but so they would have to like we'd have to mention though beforehand that they would be coming into this match short. Handed. And some of it, you know, is was to be expected. You know, they lost Sosa and didn't quite replace him. They uh, had a number of injuries in the way of uh, Marlon, a new guy they brought in. Tron yeah, I think Send two, as well. two of their like three main transfers were unavailable. Yeah, Tronsend. I don't know what position he even plays. He was a center mid. I was gonna, yeah, somewhere in the midfield, but um, he was out as well. So you know, they're down a few cogs. 
But so are we, to be honest, right? If you consider that whoever our starting right back is going to be someday, he wasn't playing this week for sure. And Elijah yeah, uh, wasn't fit. Elijah uh, wasn't fit. Nkudu was out. Uh, and so, yeah, let's Completely. do that. Everyone, tell us who was in the starting lineup this week for this um, important yeah, I mean, match. I don't think there was a single surprise. Uh, Mr. Erson in goal, the same back four we've been seeing. Uh, when, except for international breaks. So Vida, Wellington in the middle, and then Nejip and Sakala, which is the exact same lineup or start versus Pauk. And then Atiba and Ozan and Mensa were the midfield center three. So that was kind of what we expected, uh, considering Dorokan hasn't started a league game since October 2019, mm-hmm. which is you know, 11 months. And then the, the, the surprises, I guess, came in the front three, which is Laren, who we thought was going to be out, started. Boyd, who had a mysterious PCL injury, is apparently fine. Uh, he started. Thanks. And then Mr. Wonderkid, Aiden Hasich, got the start over yeah. Lance. All of those are surprises, right? Yeah, I, I think I could have expected to see one of Boyd or Hasich, but I definitely would have expected to see Lance starting. Um... Atakan came off a pretty good performance in a friendly. You know, I guess you can't put too much on that though. So, I mean, I, I mean, all in all, looks 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 like he may have made the right decisions here. But we'll get into that. I think the other thing of note, obviously, is on the back line. We saw Wellington in there again, where many may have expected to see Francisco Montero, our new spaniard on the back line uh and there's some news in that regard everyone what what was yeah. the story there we still don't have his license um Whoops. with the federation so he can't play um they're hoping the reports were that he'll be ready for next week to play well i guess he's he's, re- he's physically ready but you know paperwork ready next week crossing our fingers for on yeah. the antalya match yeah and um that's gonna be important this this wellington character i mean yeah, I guess let's let's dive into this match uh, since we know the lineup and all. Um, I'm just yeah, okay. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I feel I'm so ashamed that this occurred, and yet it did. You know, we had three two o'clock matches in a row: um, the two friendlies and the Europe match, all started at two p.m. And so I was just sitting around. I think all of like the last. Uh, COVID games are also all at 2 p.m. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking you about. Were, you were programmed to I believe. Was, exactly. And so I literally read the time on air last week, but still, like, didn't, you know, whatever, like, didn't compute. So I'm sitting around uh, just completely oblivious. Well, apparently, like, minutes of this match just go on without my knowing. But so, Evron, you're going to have to tell us. And, and what's interesting is that Apparently, this is the part that there, that I that I should have missed. Thirty terrible minutes of football. Uh, so, everyone, you fill in the gaps here. <laughs> what what happened? Um. Well, for twenty eight minutes, uh, Incon called it a, a snore fest. Basically, Bishash had like thirty percent possession. Um, just kind of shifted side to side, covering the, the holes for Trabs on just to pass around. There was like a couple moments where Nedjip looked kind of scary. You know, NYKM, sorry, haven't said that name in like six months. NYKM. Um, made him fall over and did a little Travella through ball. We're like, oh, here we go. But then there was really just like nothing for like 25 minutes at least. Like we would get the ball and just like <laughs> kick it away. Um, 
Well, like, good. Boyd and Sokola. I don't think like they, like, completed a pass. Um, our midfield was, like, nowhere to be found. Laren was just not getting any service. I think Hostage, every time we try to get the ball, he would just be, like, have some guy on top of his back. He tried to dribble through him. So, basically, he was completely, like, six passes, it felt like, in 30 minutes. And then, all of a sudden, something happened, you know? And so, yeah. And so, here is where my Sunday afternoon goes from being like absolutely pleasant it's like the kind of sunday to dream of i'm sitting around day like I don't, i'm just enjoying my day you know and just excited so excited actually about best touch's first match the lineup i'd seen the lineup it looked great it was kind of you know hostage and void wow that's exciting i want to see this laren my the family man is back what a what a story what a, what a hero for us all um <laughs> Wearing and so I'm just, number 17. Yeah, you know, so I'm sitting around. 1.30 pops up. I'm like, okay, this is kind of game time, you know. We're get, getting ready. So I, I, like, sit up, turn on my computer, check my phone, and there's a, not- a notification, literally, like, right as I pick up my phone, a notification pops up. You, and it's the Bleacher Report, right? So it's my U.S. <laughs> it's my U.S. sports app, which I typically use for, like, Knicks news, you know. And just reflexively, I follow Bashtash on there. They rarely come through with anything of use for me but um lo and behold one 130 or so maybe it was like 140 or something because i think you know whatever but um it was a 29th minute so yeah yeah but i don't know if it started exactly at one you know our time there's probably a little delay you know whatever 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 it is exactly i get this report it says usmnt's boyd with a rocket you know it's like this snuffle face emoji you know <laughs> and then tyler boyd gets a stunning second goal for Besiktas versus trabzone score and so at this point i pick up my phone and i'm like what that doesn't and so like of course my heart sinks everything is going i'm like this is this can't be second goal no way even if the game had started no way like what what the hell like that's a very poorly worded alert but i just want to say that Obviously, it wasn't his second goal. It's his of the second game league goal yeah. of his like time with Besiktas yeah. in like two years, like uh, his third overall goal. But so like I, this is this like I don't know, my my day went from being idyllic and like perfect to just insane. But obviously, all and I, you know the the flip side is that it's great news that I'm receiving. So it's like you know all every emotion you can have at once. Uh, and so yeah, the game immediately I turn it on, I get the replay beautiful goal of course i only get the one replay so i don't notice <laughs> one sort of asterisk on it but i think even still you can say it's beautiful goal. um but so so tell us exactly what happened everyone now that i've given my side of yeah. the story so um i mean basically that was like our first passing move of the game You're like oh that, you know this is like you know the bishop started taking some passes we break the press which we were completely unable to do before that nice. and then um Atiba gets the ball like in the center, like their their center circle, and just kind of sprays the ball out wide to Mr. Boyd. And then you're like, all right, you know, this is probably where he's gonna run to the end line and cross it to nobody, or you know, do something silly. <laughs> not to be you know depressed, but you know, it was one of those games where like, wow, we actually even got in there half of the field. Here we go, yeah. And here he we go. Cuts in, cut, you know, shimmies, cuts in, dips his shoulder, and then just hits a looks like an absolute rocket, a curling dipping shot um replay shot actually flicked off um, Hussein Turkman's head which kind of gave it a little more loop but to be um, fair like what's it, what's it's like a physical anomaly like it actually somehow 
doesn't change direction much it looks like no it just it just gets more it just goes higher it gets a little like, it, yeah but you know yeah still so I, think, Tyler Boyd. I think it would have been like a good save maybe it was it wasn't like he just shanked and got like completely lucky it was just that little bit of extra height was what did it for Urjan went right over his outstretched hands maybe maybe um, they might have still gotten him we don't know yeah, maybe. Uh, but, uh, it, it was great. It would have been lower, that's all we know. But yeah, loops over Urjan into the side netting. I mean, and what we can and, say you know, is it was a great effort and it was the right instinct, you know? I, I, it's good to know he has that kind of tool in the toolbox. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a nice little cut and, and an attempt on goal. Either way. Yeah. His, yeah, his his hero is Cristiano Ronaldo, so I guess that's what he's trying to. Uh, Slash know. your boy Q7. He always makes <laughs> yeah. fondness for him. Um, but so, yeah, fantastic way to start the season for Tyler Boyd, obviously. And I think Sergen Yalchin, who has a soft spot for the kid, is obviously happy that that's paying off uh, right there. Uh, obviously against the runner play. And so, yeah, like this obviously is where I can start to finally contribute. <laughs> um, but what's funny is that so I, I checked the, the group chat and it's just like everything is negative. This team sucks. We're horrible. We're not prepared for this season. We haven't made any right moves. This whole thing is on the board. All of our failures are on the board. I turn it on. We've scored a goal and we've wrested control of this match, basically. I, from this point on, I don't know what everyone's talking about and I assume they're being really negative. Apparently not though, thanks to everyone's intrepid journalism there. Um, but so, yeah, like we do get a couple yellow cards right off the bat from that goal. Uh, so do they. I won't really focus on them, though. What I will say is that on our part, Fabrice and Sakula gets a yellow card in the 34th and Wellington in the 39th. And that's clearly going to be a theme this season is Wellington getting cards. Unless... I think both of them. <laughs> yeah, well, especially Wellington, though, you know. Um, yeah, I think we can all assume Montero might get that position ahead of him, or at least hope. Cause... I mean, he is a lefty, and Wellington's playing like left center back as a righty, and he hasn't particularly impressed so far. So I think Montero definitely is, has a strong shot, unless he's also terrible. You know, we haven't seen him play yet. But... And I don't want to take anything away from his game, actually, in this match, because he played fairly well. Obviously, that physical brand, again, it yielded a card early there and all that, but... I don't know. You know, he, he it was much better than he showed in the preseason. I'll say that much, obviously. Um, anyway, I'm not going to focus on their subs or anything. We're going to breeze through this fairly quickly or as quickly as we can. 50th minute, Durakan would come in for Ozan. Ozan, in, from what I saw in the tw 20 minutes that I saw, but from what I understand for that whole 50 minutes he played, uh, he was a, a bit of a ghost. Is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, he uh, kind of struggled with um, the the play style of the team. Uh, they, you know, he completed nine passes in 50 minutes. Uh, I mean, I think he was like completed nine out of ten passes, but um, he's definitely a player that needs to get into the rhythm of the game. And maybe we didn't and, uh, have a rhythm in this game. No, there was no rhythm. So I, I mean, I don't think he was like garbage. Um. Yeah, he didn't stand he, out. As he got when he got hurt. Ball. He actually won the ball for like the first time. Nice. And so, uh, and that's when Mensa went on a little mazy run. But um, it's like yay! Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that was you. Know, that was like you know he was starting to get into the games. So actually, had the ball for more than five seconds. Yeah. You know, that, just hoofing it away. I saw him. Uh, I saw the whole team basically like get used to being sort of dominant on the ball 
from basically when I turned it on. And I think he was sort of a part of that. So I didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, he's got to leave. But like everybody was like, take Ozzy out, take Ozzy out, he's got to go. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, 63rd minute though, there is a foul in the box and it's a second yellow card for a certain Flavio of Trabzonsport. And with that yellow card comes a penalty as he bungles Mr. Atiba Hutchinson, Lord Hutchinson. Yeah, kind of for no reason, but... Lord Hutchinson the third. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's the third. <laughs> but uh, Lord Hutchinson, uh, once again, and like this was such a vital second goal because, I mean, you know how these things are in Turkey, but sorry. Uh, go ahead. Tell us what happened on the, uh, the takedown and the goal. Yeah, it was a corner kick, um, and Flavio was, you know, was not looking at the ball. Maybe if he was, you know, I've given away the penalty because he just kind of like manhandled Atiba and then tried to like do the thing. That, you know, he hugs him and lets go. Yeah. But as he was hugging him, Atiba was like, "All right, I'm going down." All right, yeah. You made the, you rolled the <laughs> dice, sir. You paid the price. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, no, you know, I think that's the thing is that Atiba may have oversold it you know that was my fear uh, and because they took it to var but the truth is, is that if yeah, you yeah. wrap two arms around a guy and put force yeah, down on him it's he held him for like two seconds and then tried to let go yeah so it wasn't exactly. like a real quick one it's like a team was like trying to get off and it was just like kind of just like let himself fall it wasn't like he uh did like a burak you know flailing his heels up into this guy no no i mean i think like, Atiba but was sort of falling and then realized it's like, oh wait, I'm falling because this guy's arms are wrapped around me and he's put his weight down on me. And he was like, oh, I'll, okay. <laughs> and so he just went with it, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, they went to VAR and it was a second yellow card penalty. Yep. Mr. Bernard Mensa stepped up. Scared me, I'm not gonna lie. He did that real slow run up. We've seen that go wrong for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when he's like, trot, 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 like, you know, like a horse. <laughs> There's <laughs> like gallop in there, like you know, real casual, waiting to get up to the ball real slow, and then just sent the goalie the wrong way. Wujan went to the right, the ball went to the left. He kept his eyes on the keeper the whole time. Well, Dembaba esque or Hazard esque, you know, penalty. And uh, that was 2 0. And you know, a debut, you know, a competitive debut goal in the league for Mr. Mensa. Yeah, game one, goal one. Can't start better than that. Um, and yeah, it was the kind of penalty that was like, ooh, that inspired a little bit of, insp- you know, a little bit of uh, admiration. If anyone remembers, uh, like Zaza, and I think it was the Euros in 2016, we did that little try and then smashed the ball like yeah, we've seen it go right. over the ball, the bar. I was gonna say the the penalty that Utu saved the other the other day was similar in, in that. Oh uh, yeah, like, Freddie did that. You know, he just dude, dude, like just took an hour to take the uh, the kick and then missed. So. Yeah, exactly. It could just pass on. It was easy. Seventy uh, third minute. So oh yeah, and so then we're up a man by the way, and we're two goals up. So at this <laughs> yeah. point, things are looking pretty good, and we're playing like we're we're playing like we we belong at this point too, which is good. Seventy um, third minute, German Lens comes into the game for Hasic who. No, generally uninspiring to be honest, but not bad. Uh, also, Umut Nair uh, comes into the game for Kyle Laren. Uh, Laren also kind of meh, you know, didn't really stand out. I think he kind of did his job as far as filling lanes, making runs, using his body to sort of create 
uh, the, the, a presence up there for someone to focus on defensively and to detract, you know, take away from the other guys who are more effective. But obviously, you would have liked to see him score a goal or do a little bit more. Well, I guess we'll, we'll assess these guys later. Um, yeah, but right after that sub, Jeremy Lance enters the game and then boom, scores. What happened, Devron? Yeah, I mean, there was a travel zone kind of shot themselves in the foot here. This might be a little bit of a theme. Um, they just lost the ball in their own defensive third, and then uh, the ball comes to Doro kind of at the edge of the box, like on the left side. And uh, it a little bit of a, like a non-typical cross into the box. It looked like one that maybe a Urjan could get. Um, as it wasn't curling away from the goal, it's curling towards the keeper. Uh, but Mr. Lenz, with a defender sliding on it, manages to get like a toe on it, dink it over the slide tackle, and dink it over the keeper in one motion. You know, it was 3-1. Or not, 3-0. 3-0, yeah, not, not one yet. Um, yeah, and so a nice start to the season for Germain Lenz also, who uh, does not start the season playing as a starter, but... Uh, nonetheless, does a does a nice job there. Uh, to be honest, this doesn't play particularly well for the rest of the match, but whatever. Um, 78th minute, we have a sub. Ekuban comes out for a central defender, an Edgar Ie, who you know well, <laughs> asked for. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've said he should come to the club as like a bargain option for a couple years, but didn't didn't happen. It did not happen. Yeah, he was part of the Yusuf Yazidji deal. That's right. So. Um, 81st minute, we have Adem Lijajic coming into the match for Bernard Mensa, who is a little tired, but, you know, fair enough. He played well, deserved break. And Atakan enters the match for Tyler Boyd, who also, you know, clearly his contribution was well received at this point. Uh, 85th minute, they made a sub, whatever, who cares, but... There's one more addition to this game, to this match, and that is that Abdul Qadir Omur got off. Uh, he scored and he got his first goal of the season as well, unfortunately, and it was a bit of a blunder. I'll, I'll, I'll excuse, <laughs> I'll excuse everyone involved because it's garbage time. 86 minute in a match, running, winning three 0 I think everyone sort of lost their edge quite a bit at this point. Uh, but so tell us what happened here, everyone. Yeah, uh, Arsene channeled his uh, his inner Tolga Zengin. <laughs> um, Basically. Yeah, so it, it was a it was a mix of uh, Fabri, you know, coming out <clears throat> and Tolga, I would say. So he, he, there's a long ball from the back, you know, just aimless, and Wellington has like a pretty good, you know, claim on him. Because, you know, there's just a little man, Abdul Kadir Umur to deal with, and then uh, this is outside the box, like so. No hands can be used. Ederson just kind of like yells and like calls him off like, I got this. And then uh, Wellington ducks, but Ederson is nowhere near the ball when he calls him off and tries to like jump kick it. Um, and then uh, Abdul Qadir just, you know, gets in between them. The little flea. Uh, <laughs> you know, just get, not he heads it from outside the box into an open net. Um, yeah, clever little touch, actually. Um yeah, clearly a blunder. Uh, again, I'll excuse it because it's garbage time and we've clearly won the match. Um, and whatever, man. That's It is what it is. Erickson doesn't get his clean sheet, unfortunately, but I think he'll blame himself, rightly. Uh, but all in all, he played fine throughout most of the match. And I, you know, whatever. Let's not hold it. 
against him too much. And I mean, it's actually a pretty good segue, I guess. We can start analyzing. We'll probably start there as we as we typically do. But before we do that, Evron, do you why don't you tell us a little bit about statistics? Anything good? Yeah. I got the uh, the fancy stats. Do you want those first yeah. or you want the normal stats? Uh, you know, your call, man. You might want to give us the basic ones to like lay down the foundation and build upon. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I guess XG-wise, from the outside looking in, you know, I would say we definitely deserve to win the game. Um, because there's some context to them. But we had 2.2 expected goals. Trials had 0.29 expected goals, so... Uh, that's like an eighty-nine percent chance of winning, according to that. Yeah. And we over, but also we overperformed. That's good. And our defense sound solid. Yeah. So defensively, we didn't give up really any chances. They basically scored a flu goal. But the, before the Boyd shot, I think our XG was point zero zero two or something like that. Um, you know, barely even shows up on the chart. So I'm guesstimating. Um, and then at halftime, it was like point one. So it, it wasn't really until the Mensa penalty, and after that we kind of ran away with the game and started racking up the chances. So, um, you know, it was a really bad start, and that was kind of one of those games that if it could have gone the other way, um, you know, if, uh, you know, you know, Bishesh carries runs out of goal and misses a header, we concede, and you're like, oh wow, game over. Game over, over yeah. Um, thank God we don't have him anymore, but or if we got our stupid red card. Um, like we did in the last friendly, two friendlies ago, you know, something could have gone wrong. But instead, Man. we got the first goal and Traub's almost completely deflated. I mean, they couldn't break us down before we were unable to pass the ball. So Having Wellington and Nejib out there at any given moment is just like, you, have to, you can't really gamble <laughs> much more than that. Um, yeah, so, so any other good stats there? I mean, so w- one interesting thing is possession being so evenly split you know again from what i saw it looked like we were sort of ascendant and dominant for the most part but i guess that first 30 minutes must have really been bad because like we we barely ended out possession in the end and that didn't that's not what i saw Uh, so yeah so bad Um, 30 minutes for sure i guess just doing some individual stats uh the the standouts atiba and sakala Dorokan and uh, Mensa have some good numbers. Mr. Atiba created three chances from that deep midfield position um, and had an assist. It was kind of like an unintentional assist. It was Boyd's goal, but he also won a penalty. Um, yeah. Had 94 pass completion. It's crazy. You can have a high pass completion and key passes. I didn't know that was possible. El Nenny um, is. Yeah. He manages <laughs> to appear a lot in our podcast for a guy who's uh, playing in <laughs> London at the moment. He won four out of six duels, um, two interceptions, 100% tackle completion. Uh, you know, Opta has him as the man of the match, but you know, that, that doesn't really matter. It's just their calculation. But Sakala, who was a little shaky in the beginning, ended up having a pretty good game, in my opinion. You probably think he had a good game if you didn't see the first 25 minutes. But yeah, I- finished with 90% pass completion, three chances created, um, seven out of 10 duels won. Uh, pretty, I mean, he. Got a yellow card, committed a couple of fouls, but he was really active. Yeah. Kind of what we expected before the Powell game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had a rough and, uh, preseason. Mr. Dorukan had the most chances created in the game despite coming on in the 50th minute. So he only played 40 minutes. Mm. He had 94 pass completion, um, 
obviously got the assist for Lenz. Yeah, and a great pass. We didn't really talk but, about that um, enough. Yeah, his, his passing performance was quite good. I mean, he was a little, like, sloppy at times, dribbling and tackling, I would say. With a little rusty, but, you know. That's true. Um, like, when, he, when it came time to pick out the passes, first game in a long time, he looked quite good, so. Yeah, and active. You know, he, he certainly didn't, like look like his confidence was shot from the injury or anything like that and that's that's an important part of recovery um yeah so let's just jump into player by player analysis and let's so we'll start on the back line we already talked about Erickson a bit as far as the blunder goes all in all great in the air aerially you know that seems to be a real that's really all he had to do yeah so. and that's all he needed to do so that's and i think that's 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 something you can say about a keeper is if he's good in the air and your team has a pretty solid back line. Like, in a lot of games, that's really what you need to be good at. And that's, you know, he seems to really, we, we can definitely mark that as a definite trait of his, a strength, is his aerial demand. Yeah, he's very calm and um, <clears throat> very big. So he just kind of comes out and just like trots out and just casually clutches the ball. Yeah, he just has that. He's got those. Uh, yeah. Giant like, there's no worries in the world. I don't think he's like punched a single cross to be he honest. I mean, maybe one or two, like you know, that he has to. But I wonder if he can palm it with one hand because, like, you know, he, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely looks like he you can. Know? Um, but so yeah, he's he's he was balling for the most part. So that's why I was saddened by the blunder. But you know, I'll tell you this. In a way, this was my thought at the time that it was good to get that blunder out because you typically see, let's say, like. On average, three or four a season, right? So to get one out of your system in a man and at a time when it doesn't matter, right? Like statistically, that's a good thing in a sense because you're not going to see it. Yeah, I think that was just like his first clear blunder. Um, he's had a couple questionable ones, but I was like his first like clear like what the hell moment. Yeah, and at least it wasn't at a time when it's like, oh my god, like now we're gonna lose, right? Like it's really. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people probably already checked that. I'm sure he's already mad at himself. But, yeah, yeah. But he's not gonna. He's not gonna have the same media pressure. So it was that part of the game where I personally had checked that. I know I was watching, but I was sort of floating around <laughs> in the back, you know, kind of chanting. You know, have, it was that. That was that was my happy place right there. The the end of a good win. But anyway, um, moving along, we'll talk about the back line. Uh, Wellington and Vida. Wellington again a yellow card. We said that's gonna be a thing. Vida who typically starts season poorly and needs to sort of build up. I mean, I guess that's one thing about a short off season and having that uh, Champions League qualifier, right? Like he's got a little bit of experience under his belt and he went and played for his national side, so. Yeah, um, I mean, in my opinion, it kind of seemed like Trabzon stayed away from him. Like they're like, let's go towards Mr. Nejip on that side. Yeah, but, well, um, smart move, honestly. But when Vita was, I don't really think he did anything wrong. On the ball, complete his tackles, one headers. Yeah, I mean, not like imperious. Wasn't like a masterful performance, but he, you know. Sometimes when it's really like vibing in a game, he'll he'll start running forward. But he, you know, it's all right. We didn't <laughs> need that today. It's all right. Uh, not today. I guess this is like days ago. But um, yeah. As far as Wellington goes, again, you know, I think it's easy to pick on the yellow card because that's you know he's he's a bit of a bonehead but uh you know at the same time he really did have a fairly solid match out there and so that's promising to know that in a pinch i think the thing is is like when the team needs calmness he doesn't really offer that no no he doesn't um, <laughs> <laughs> um which is like 
a little bit bothersome. Um, Vita, I think, uh, makes me more calm when things aren't going good. Uh, Wellington and Nedjip are not those players. Not really in Sakala either. I mean, a little bit, he's a little bit in between them, I would say. But I like to have players, you know, especially if they're older, like not 18, like Hasich, if they're, you know, they're 31 years old and we're trading so many players for them, giving away, you know, future prospects, and then you expect them to be composed. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the 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 news that's not so good for for us special touch fans is that it doesn't seem like we've bought ourselves a steady starting presence that we're going to be excited to have around. So that's unfortunate, you know, given that yeah, he's already 31. Um, he'll be a steady backup at at, the, at least. Obviously, Montero, we hope is the, is the guy who takes that role and long term, especially. Um, with that said, I think some might fear news that Domingos Vida could be leaving. There's some news in that regard that's that we've heard that that's not it's not going to be a priority to sell Vida. Uh, we'll get there, you know, after we focus on the, the major needs, which are obviously right back and striker. Uh, but so if we do sell Vida, there are rumors. Um, Bastos from Lazio, supposedly Demarzio has mentioned us being linked to him. And I don't know, the, the, the expiration date on that has already passed, maybe. But, um, also, there was that guy from, was it Lille? Yeah, I remember I mispronounced his name on here last time, so I'm going I'm to get ready for this one. Um, <laughs> nice. Sumaro? Sumaro? Suomaro. 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 Yeah, whatever, man. Um, yeah, so there's that fella there, and as well as maybe Bastos, who have lined up. And, you know, both seem like they'd be competent options if they need to be. Obviously, there was talk of Maya Yoshida uh, before all of them, even. So, so clearly, if we do end up needing to sell Vita, there will be someone there on the back end. Um, but yeah, let's move along. So the right side of the defense, Nejib. Um, you know, I'll be honest. He filled. He's filled in all right. He hasn't even got. He didn't even get a card. That's something for him. I definitely think we need a, a, a starter there. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk starter there. Actually, let's do that. Let's mix it all together. So, what's the latest as far as rumors? Is, is like who's gonna be there? Since yeah, I, don't even I mean, really want to talk about Nedjip. It seems like that might be the next transfer that we bring in. Is uh. There's a lot of talk. Um, NTV claims Nazim Sangara is done. Um, they have a you know a mixed trans transfer record. I wouldn't say they're particularly reliable. Um, Orta Chizki says we actually are back on the table for Santon. Everything is agreed, but he would be that 14th foreigner spot. So they're kind of like you know just holding him on the on the back burner for now for a, a loan move for a one million euro salary. Um, Serjan Dikme, who's some people proclaim as the new uh, go-to reporter um, was talking about Matthew Maz. Um, yeah. made it. He says they made an official offer for five hundred thousand euros. Um, Munich wants to sell him, but they haven't, you know, decided. You know, our offer is who's going to get him. Um, so he's on the table. We submitted an offer, but whether or not we'll get him, we don't know. So two Turks and then Santon are like the main ones. And then Yedlin is off the table. I think we mentioned last episode, but Ortaches is not happening. It's two years left on his contract and we're not getting him for, you know, for pennies. So. 
Yeah. So, I mean, all of those are interesting options. I think Santone, we've, we've talked, we've endorsed him already on this podcast. Uh, Nazim Sangari is a guy I've wanted since he went to Antalya. And, you know, I thought he impressed me. Yeah, right I think in an bat. ideal world, we'll get both Nazim and Mert. But, uh, you know, that's probably not in an ideal world financially. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think if we get rid of Douglas, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I guess we still have the sort of Nejips and Dorakans who could fill in, but yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if we got both of them because it's not like Merit Yomaz is going to be like a giant expenditure. You know, the, the the initial rumors were fairly, you know, <laughs> affordable, pretty decent, honestly. Yeah, five hundred k is not crazy, but I mean, depends how much Sangara also costs. Yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, I think the ideal scenario is we get the two Turks and we can just not have to worry about who, who we can sell or not uh, elsewhere in the team because that, that, that would even us out perfectly. We have one more national spot, or sorry, foreign spot uh, for, um, Ooh, for our striker. striker. Yeah. And we'll get to that rumor on the, la- on the, on the upswing. So let's talk left back uh, and... This was just in Sackler. We've really yet to see Ridvan Yilmaz. Or in this case, we didn't really need to. Fabrice and Sackler, I'm just going to say it. I think he's my man of the match. Uh, really? Yeah, he was fantastic. I really, like, he came... The couple mistakes I saw him make, he made up for them immediately and came back and made really nice precision tackles, forceful ones. He was, I think, physical where, where he needed to be physical. Sometimes a defender's got to put his foot down a little. Uh, Wellington puts his feet down a little too often, obviously. But I think Insakula <laughs> looks like he's going to be... Uh, yeah, I, I thought he really did look very solid for us this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was very happy with him. Had, you know, the, the probably the best player on the opposing team was Abdul Qadir on his side. Um, and he dealt with him, I would say, you know, for the majority of the game yeah, pretty well. So, and he what he looked not like timid as we saw during the Powell game when he was, I guess he was nervous. Um, yeah. He was, yeah. you know, flying into tackles, but not being an idiot. The yellow card he did get was kind of a dive, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I, I was touched his face, that. but it wasn't really like anything. That was Wellington garbage, just, that was cl- just clattered the guy. So, you know, that's Yeah, no, Wellington's was fully earned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and then going forward, he looked. Yeah, I mean, he he looked like he, you know, was on the cusp of creating a goal at times. The passes didn't quite work out, but he's clearly a dangerous player on the counterattack. And when he, like, he wins the ball, he just wants to, you know, get going. Unlike, unlike Mr. Nedja, who can't even get the ball down. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, what's maybe perhaps I think to say more important is the very obvious upgrade he gives us over John Erkin on the left side of our defense. Um, He's just clearly a physical, like strong presence. Yeah, Nedjib was not putting in, not Nedjib, but John is not putting in like 50% of the tackles that Nsakla is putting in. No, yeah. Which um, is part so of the reason that I endorsed him before he joined is that, you know, that ability to run, be present on defense, and to actually put in tackles. Yeah, and he John made one. <laughs> he made one great sliding tackle where his man got behind him and he, he recovered so well. Yeah, I mean, he showed me a lot. I was very happy. And it's something we can just kind of like breathe, breathe easy. We got our left back. We have Ridvan in, in Hawk for, for the next gen, you know, like that position sorted, you know, and that's that's a good feeling. 
we know we can kind of focus on our needs. You know, if we need to upgrade central defender at some point or in replacing Vida, you know, I guess Wellington's not the man, but whatever. We've got Montero long term. Hope you know, whatever. We'll, we'll yeah. sort that all out. <laughs> um, right back, you know, that's that's gonna be the main thing, and that's why it would be nice if we could uh, somehow swing whoever we get as our starter, whether it's Nassim or David Santon and Matt Yilmaz, because Yilmaz would, would, I think, very clearly present the, the future. Yeah, I mean, Merrick, I haven't seen him play, like, much at all. I've just seen his, you know, his tape, as you will. Um, he's And his quick. pedigree, right? Yeah, he's Bayern quite Munich. quick. He played for Le Leipzig's Academy and Byron's B team and Academy, so obviously he's pretty good youth record in terms of his okay. CV, but um, he's good. He's definitely good on the ball. He's quick. I don't know if he's going to be like a defensive liability. He's you know, he's small and looks like he likes to get off the field, so he might be a defensive liability. Um, kind of like the opposite of Ridvan. Nice. As based on my, that's my initial impression. Very short, but then his attributes are all flipped. His his skill attributes, I guess. Um, Interesting. So, could I mean um, maybe that could be a partnership for the future, but um. There you go. We'll that's see. Exactly. Um. Moving to the midfield, and so we had Atiba and Ozan initially, and then Ozan made way for Dorokan in the 50th minute. Um, Atiba, obviously we already talked about, just a very solid game. Obviously, I think he'd be up for man of the match as yeah, well. Most uh, probably, maybe you yeah. pick him. Is that who you pick? Um, I mean, I mean, he's probably the safe option, as you know, he had a hand in two of the goals and. I'm not necessarily sure, like, numbers-wise, he's, he's definitely man of the match, but I think no one really, like, was, like, wowed me that game. So, I mean, I guess I would just pick him just because, you know, game-winning contribution and not making any mistakes, so. Yeah, the penalty, getting that penalty was huge. Um, let's keep moving. Uh, Ozan, yeah, we already pretty much covered him. Underwhelmed, but he also showed that he was settling into a match. To be fair, it was his first match for Bechtash in quite a while, too. So there's a lot of pressure on him, I think, you know, you could say. But whatever. We'll see, hopefully, more from him. I'll be 100% honest. I think my ideal midfield there is going to be Ljajic, Mensa, and Atiba, or Joseph, uh, who we have to introduce. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, I mean, Ozan, I mean, again, we're going to have a 40 one or what is it 40 match 42 match season this year so we have a we have hopefully Europa, Europa League and Cup exactly teams. exactly yeah there's nothing to announce there yet um no it's gonna be a, a very long season so Ozan's gonna get a lot of opportunities I, I suspect and um yeah and I, I I sort of mapped out our schedule for my for my own sake and we have a lot of like uh you know match on Sunday and then the next match on a Wednesday you know there's a ton of these Two, uh, two, two match a week things going forward. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of rotation, I suspect. And Ozan's going to be really important. So I hope he, uh, you know, plays more like he did in the preseason, I, I guess. But yeah. whatever. He, he wasn't abysmal, I don't think. Again, like, barring the first 30 minutes that I didn't see. So that could be important. Um, but yeah, let's talk Joseph. He's, he's, he's with us. He's arrived on his private jet. <laughs> Yeah, Joseph Souza, former Fenerbahce player. Um, two years ago, they sold him for at least thirteen million dollars. Um, yeah, 
and then uh, two years later, he's available for a free transfer. Um, so we've snapped him up um, on a one plus one year deal. The reported fee I saw was one point three million per season, or not fee, the salary, one point three million per season, which is a lot. But at the same time, you know, I think he's making like four million with Al Ahli in Saudi Arabia, or he was supposed to make four million. I don't think he received it all, but um. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna say this again. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it's progress in a sense, and, and it's not trivial. It's it's a very serious way. In a very serious way, it's progress that our quote unquote bad salaries now are like around one point something, one point two million. You know, whereas not long ago they were we were making much worse mistakes. We could say, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's Even one a guy of the like Larry. In yeah, terms like, of his pedigree, so. A guy like Laren is making like 1.6 or something, Six, right? yeah. So, um, we're doing better. We're making better mistakes. <laughs> uh, and maybe <laughs> it's not a mistake. Again, Joseph D'Souza, uh, I don't know if he was the best defensive midfielder in Turkey at the time, but he was certainly in the mix, you know, probably one of the best yeah. two or three. He always um, impressed so, me as, same. A, as a rival fan. He's a guy you hated, but not because he was like being obnoxious. And you hated him because he was genuinely shutting down a guy you needed to perform, and uh, was kind of annoying. He'd score goals when you didn't want. You know, it's like, come on, this guy is scoring against us. Like, you know, they'd have these million-dollar strikers, and this this jerk would be scoring pivotal goals. Um, but yeah, now he's our jerk, so that's good. That's what you want. Yeah. Um, Played three games for Brazilian national team, by the way. Nice. There you go. And, and he's really with us. Like that's not. There's no debate. There's no like. Oh, the source was was garbage. Sorry. No, he's with us. He's he's got his Birak Mom Seni T-shirt on in photos. Like the it, this is happening. So that's good. He could be. I, I doubt he plays next week. Just we never seem to do that. But um, you know, soon enough. I would not be surprised if he takes Atiba's spot and maybe Atiba moves into the more attacking central midfielder role. Um, Alongside, you know, when, when Mensa's in that role, or if, if Lijic takes it over, then, you know, maybe Atiba becomes a backup, which, given his age, again, and given all the matches we're going to play, everyone's going to get a lot of opportunities. But um, Let's keep things moving briskly along. Let's talk about that sort of quote-unquote number 10 or attacking central midfielder role, as it would be with Mensa, <laughs> uh, And then Lijic eventually in this match. What did you think of Mensa? I thought he was fantastic. Um... Yeah, I think when we were struggling, um, he was him and Hasic were like the two players were like trying to do something. I think sometimes he overdoes trying to do things and dribbles into players, um, which is not necessarily bad. I'd rather him try to go forward than, you know, creatively, with, even, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I think there was that one moment when Ozan got injured when he dribbled through three players. Um, quite like, you know, really well made the last defender and then kind of shot like kind of a terrible shot wide but seems to get yeah. into goals he scored last friendly scored his penalty um definitely a good player for me he's like an offensive eight or a defensive 10 so it's interesting how he'll be fit into the system with lights coming back to fitness and everything but um got the thumbs up for me so yeah no i thought he was great probably uh maybe behind Insakala and Atiba for me as, as a man of the match candidate. Um, Liayet came in, you know, did his thing a little bit, was a little bit out of out of form it looked like, but whatever. Good to see him get out there. 
say he looks I mean just for me every time you know he gets on the balls like, you know I, you can see that class difference from some of the other clowns we have to watch no offense to Nedjit but <laughs> yeah no you know, where it's just like man I could do I think I'm not sure if you saw there was that one moment yeah where, yeah or you were there when he tried to like dribble the defender and then he like miss kicked it and he still had it and he tried to cross and he kicked it with his other foot and it went out of bounds <laughs> It's like literally, it's like some literally. <laughs> it's like I don't even do that. Like, like, what are you doing? And then, then you see like you know, Adam Lige come on on the field. It's just a you know, it's clear. No, he made like one run immediately, and I, and I thought, okay, like you can't have a guy like this and not play him. It was exactly how I felt towards the end of last year. And of course, he did start playing and made an immediate impact. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah. hopefully again, I'd like to see that Liajic, Mensa, Joseph trio, because that's theoretically the best central midfield in Turkey. Uh, not even yeah, theoretically. I, mean, I don't even general, think it's debatable. It's not even Ozan, debatable. Dorokan, Mensa, Tiba, Liajic, Mensa, you know, Joseph, even our, really... even our second unit of that rotation, right? If you had um, Ozan and Dorokan, like we, we have, like that's, better than most people's first yeah, I think, units. So. I'm sure Fenerbahce fans, not that they listen to this, will be arguing, but I think this is probably, you know, their second unit includes Tolga Giorgi. Um, so, you know, I think that's a win for us. But, um, yeah, get out of here with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely have the best central midfield in Turkey. So let's see it. Let's flex it. Uh, wings. So obviously Tyler Boyd came in. Fantastic goal, even with the the, the touch from the defender. Um, on the other side, Hasic, we've also talked about in detail a bit. Um, flashes, you know, moments of brilliance all in all. Not like a great performance, but at the same time. I mean, it was his professional debut, basically. Exactly, I mean, yeah. Tagline is his Super League debut. Excuse me, I forgot he played in the second division last year for the first time, but... Yeah, he has, what, yeah, under 10, per, I think he has, what, five games at Umrania, and then he had those two friendlies appearances, and that was it. That's his, like, his men's football experience. This is like, a huge match for him, and, and the good thing is that he was, it wasn't, like, too big for him, obviously, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely looked like every time he got the ball, he just wanted to dribble, I think. Yeah, he wanted his to His decision making is a little bit off, and he's not suited to be on the touchline, like, that wide as a winger. I think there was that one moment where he was inside and split those two defenders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he gave it to Ozan, and you're kind of like, why don't you just shoot, bro? Those, <laughs> and there were times that, where... Was that last week passed. in the friendly where he did the double spin move? That was, right? That was pretty Yeah, cool. but he did that. There was another moment in this game where he had, like, two guys, like, sandwiching him. And you're like, oh, he's going to lose the ball. And he just spun out, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. That was fire. He got those quick feet. And you expect him just to lash one of those, you know, rockets off his left foot. And then he just try to play a one-two and all of a sudden overplayed it. <clears throat> That's what happened. Um, yeah. And there was other times where he'd be like, all right, you should probably pass. And then he would dribble. Yeah, he'd be on the, too on the line. I mean, it wasn't like he was awful. Um, but definitely but yeah. needs some work. I don't think he's ready to, you know, carry the team on his own, especially as a winger. I think he needs to be more central well and he'll be very useful he plays as a winger but yeah definitely super sub um rotation everything exactly, exactly. As he and he can step into multiple positions too so that's yeah. nah, he's a great player to have around and and given his potential he's clearly shown he'll maybe be something um 
Yeah, Atakan didn't really get much of a chance to shine this week. Yeah, one really nice touch. <laughs> there was nice. some pass like fired at him. He just had like you know like lifted up his foot outside the foot midair and just killed the ball. Nice. I was like, Woo! But other than that, yeah, he didn't do like as other anything other than that. But he didn't get a chance to to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and then up front we had Laren and Umut. Uh, Umut didn't show me anything. I, I already pretty much summed up Laren's performance as far as him. Yeah, Umut was even more empty. <laughs> yeah, much more empty even you could say. He doesn't use his body physically in the way that at least Laren yeah. can in terms of creating channels and weighing opponents down. He's very tall, but he plays like he's five eight. Um, yeah, he's a <laughs> little Guveni. Guven like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when he's heading the ball, he uses his hypo, and it's like backing in defenders, and you know he might as well be Osan's height or something. Well, and that leaves us with probably our best and final talking point, and it's fitting that we left, of course, with striker because that's exactly where it lies. And so, the big news that everybody's waiting for, and the obvious biggest need on the on the club. I mean, in some ways, the way we played makes you feel like you could kind of patch up everywhere else but the real like there's no way you're going to get past the fact that we don't have a striker a number one st1 uh what's the story evron like what are we going to do here what's the latest um so it's still not you know certain there's rumors swir swirling so excuse me um my, my guy abubakar um it, it kind of seems like the same situation as last year where he's like, I want to come. Everything's kind of agreed, but it's just kind of skeptical and it's like, you know, let's see if we can get anyone else. And uh, I think last year that someone else was Diaby. Um, you know, saw how that worked out. This year that someone else looks like it's going to be Kalinic. Um, Nikola Kalinic, who we talked yeah. about a, a bit. He wants apparently a three-year deal and like two and a half million or two million guaranteed per season. And Bishtas is not giving into those demands yet but they're still in negotiations yeah he started out asking for two and a sources. half he wanted two and a half we wanted to give one um then we were up to one and a half he's down to two uh and supposedly we're we're coming up to two which i i find hard to believe supposedly we couldn't yeah. get Balotelli because he was over he was over 1.5 or something right like something like that yeah so that doesn't sound right. But yeah, I mean, here we are. Apparently, that's like the, as of today, based on what the media is reporting, that's the most likely um, striker transfer. Koita has kind of quieted down. Oh, I will say, Koita commented on Bernard Mensa's Instagram <laughs> posts a bunch this week, and they have a bit of a. He also back didn't and play forth. for Custom Pusha this week, so I'm not sure if he's hurt. Ooh. Um. So, I mean, I'll be honest, it sounds to me because, like, we asked Abubakar to get a, a physical done in Switzerland and it came back negatively, supposedly. I don't know if the truth behind that or if that's just the, the media story that they've presented. But um, it sounds like the order of operations is that Abubakar is, like, already there, but he's, like, our last option. First choice is Kalinic. Maybe second choice is Koita, third Abubakar. That that last bit is maybe up for debate. Is that how you see it? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, unfortunately, 
I do not think we'll see a Google car. I think if we were, you would have been here already. Um, the one I don't want is Koicha. I'll deal with Kalinich. You know, he has, again, that pedigree. Um, at least he's shown the capacity to be prolific at some point in his past. Um, it could be one of those stories about a guy who comes to Turkey and sort of resuscitates himself. So there's the potential for that. Um, I'm not a Kalinich guy, that said. Honestly, I think that Abubakar would be my top choice, just given that he's 28. Um, given that we have the family man for depth. Abubakar would be the uh, cheaper option. And he's cheaper. To, uh, Kalinich, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. I'm skeptical of all of these. Like, I, I would have loved some more options out there. I, uh, there was actually some talk about maybe Zay Luis being back on the table last week, but that died down again. Yeah, I think the new Portuguese league loan striker, well, it's not, he was on loan to Benfica last year, Diego Souza. plays in China apparently, but I think he scored zero goals in 12 appearances. <laughs> um, right, that's, that's good stuff right there. One that really gets you uh, <laughs> excited, I guess, but um, former Braga player, so. I'm sure he scored against some Turkish team or something, and that's why we won. But, um, yeah, nothing really, you know, to ride home about. I think we're just, it's just probably another name on the table, either to put pressure on other transfers or just in case as a backup option. But so definitely seems like Kalinic is the most likely option right now so far yeah i know ahmed nur chebe came out and said we're not going to transfer just anybody you know and that they'll wait for the uh correct transfer and you know trust us don't worry type things yeah and they didn't want to rush it they didn't want to rush yeah. it um <laughs> before this match so that there wasn't the sense <coughs> excuse me um that we were like gonna do whatever it took to get him out there uh, which we've heard already, but I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Any any parting words for these for these listeners, man? Um, well, we played like kind of garbage, and then somehow turned it around and won. So you know, I think it's a a good thing. Um, is usually that's what we do. We just get cooked. Um. <laughs> or we play well and lose. Also, I guess we didn't mention Mr. Sagan was out. That was probably important with COVID. Um, we don't know when he will be back on the sidelines. I think he's not un- non-symptomatic, so he was he was FaceTiming the players. Oh, yeah, we but... definitely should. Oh, my God. How could we forget mentioning Sergen? Um Yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, get well soon, Hoja. Uh, sheesh, yeah, we, we hope for the best. Um, like the the good yeah. news, it look it looks like it's all all fine. Yeah, he's been person. talking with them, and and like the good news also is that nobody else seems to have gotten it. So there's, I would suspect maybe an outside chance for a false negative or a false positive rather, maybe you know, since it didn't spread to anyone else. Uh, but obviously, it's you know, fingers crossed that it doesn't spread to anyone else and that everyone's healthy and uh, that that he gets back out there. Is there a timetable for his return? I don't think we know yet, huh? Not that I know of. Um, you know, they, they, whatever the, the league has their, I think they need like three negative tests or whatever in X amount of days. Yeah, you need that protocol. Uh, I remember it took Leitch a couple of weeks, so I don't know. Uh, we have a Europa League game coming up in 10 days, so I don't think he'll be there for that either. Um, 
maybe the coin that game. Unless it was a false negative. I don't know. But that'd be what I'm looking for. Yeah. So probably next two games, no start again on the sidelines. Yeah, at least I'd say, right? Um, but so, yeah, stay tuned, everyone. Obviously, um, this is like more for me to remember, and I'm going to have to really remind myself. Saturday, September 19th, 12 o'clock sharp, noon, for those of us on uh, the eastern coast of the United States, 12 o'clock sharp, noon, <clears throat> excuse me, um, so that's actually a, a good time for you guys back in Turkey or in Europe, it's like 6, 7 o'clock, anyway, check your local listings as per usual, so yes, Antalya Spore, we are at home, so we will be uh, playing at the Vodafone Park. Yeah, the team we just played in the, in the friendly exactly, side. Exactly, yeah. Um, but they'll probably be with their players and their guys will be settled. So they'll be a Yeah, tougher... Podolski just came back to the bench. Yeah, they'll be a tougher nut to crack, for sure. But um, hoping for the best, obviously. Um, Vodafone Park, we're opening for the season. Obviously, no, no fans still. Uh, after that, our next match is going to be a Europa League qualifier, although we still don't know the opponent. I think we're going to find that out this week. Yeah, we'll... We'll find out by the next episode, yeah, so, I think, on Thursday, um, in the Europa exactly. League, including including our league mates, Galatasaray, start their camp. Yeah, well, they're, no, they're, they're, and, they're and, playing uh, this week, so we'll see if they... Yeah, Thursday, Galo plays, and then as long as well as uh, Rio Avin, Borat, Banja, Luka. Exactly. So, um, I believe that's the only Turkish team playing. I think Friday we'll get the draw. Yeah, I think the next round uh, would be us and Alanya Sport, <laughs> which is kind of ironic considering they finished like two places below us. But well, we had our crack at glory. We just uh, we slipped, we stumbled. And if you're really salty like me and uh, are depressed tomorrow, <laughs> or when this probably episode is released, Pauk plays Benfica. So hopefully we'll watch Benfica. You know, put six past him because yeah, we can just feel like we really died that bullet. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm not going to, no, no room for negativity. This is all good. Gives us, <laughs> you know, like, it, just like that Pout game, we got crushed, but obviously it was really beneficial for them to get real competitive football in before the season started because we came out rearing to go. So let's just like, let's keep those vibes going, man. Uh, but so yeah, this coming Saturday on Talia Sport, the following Thursday, and we don't know who yet, but we'll tell you next week. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be playing that third qualifying round of the Europa League. Most likely Rio Av. That's what the, I would, uh, you had to I would bet. assume. Yeah, a betting man would assume it's going to be Rio Av. Uh, who I think, you know, we can, we can beat them. Especially now that we're actually playing like a team, finally. Um, and we'll and have we, a striker. Have another six. We'll have a striker, theoretically. Yeah, and we have Joseph. Maybe. Montero. Um, after that, we'll have Gensled and then, then Isley. But we'll get into that. We'll cross those bridges when we come upon them. Um, for now, closing out, follow us uh, on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, I'll announce it yet again. Um, it's just uh, at Black Eagles podcast. Let me uh, say the wrong thing. Yeah, just one word. Black Eagles podcast. No, the um, Black Eagles podcast on, on Instagram. Um, follow the mothership Besiktas International for all the latest news. It's been coming in hot and heavy, obviously, and um, there's big news coming in soon, we hope, as far as a right back and a striker. So definitely follow them at 
at Besiktas underscore INT. I don't know what's going on with their Instagram. Um, follow this fellow over here, the Akman Evron, at fan of BJK. Follow myself at sir underscore right underscore a lot. Um, yeah, man. I don't really know what to say. Uh, oh, wait, I do. Go Besiktas! Let's Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.